Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. Oh, okay. Okay. Who is this? It might be either Sean or... Oh, yeah, Sean Gardner. SG. Okay. Well, welcome to episode 294 of the After Lodge podcast. We're all getting incriminated. Flying stag alone again while Bruce is off having his daddy issues, I guess. Or preparing for the uh, apocalypse we have coming. So there's there's more to come on that. So uh, filling in as reliable producer tonight is Sir John. Howdy, kids. <laughs> Great. Reliable. Uh, <laughs> Chuck is hiding somewhere behind one of these bubbles where a face should be. I have a feeling that whether I like it or not, I'm getting it tonight. Okay. Our Canadian affairs correspondent is, well, in Canada. Hi, Jamie. I'm in Canada, digging in the snow still. And we got more coming, too. Woo! No. Look at that flow. Our, our worshipful master, Jeff, is, I think, there. It says Jeff. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, and then we have, uh, we're going to assume the specter of Sean Gardner is lurking there. And our special guest this evening, who I just met about uh, 30 uh, seconds before we went live, more long story there, is uh, Brother Brian DiMatteo. Who are you and why are you important? <laughs> I, have, I have no importance. John, doesn't that sound familiar? Yeah. Couldn't figure out how to pronounce your name. Didn't know why, we, why you mattered. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Tony. I'm becoming Tony. So Harlan Brian is the uh, he is a past grand commander uh, of the state of Minnesota. He actually served the year before Sean did. Uh, he is our current grand recorder for the grand commander of Minnesota. He's a grand something in uh, chapter council chapter and council. daughters. Yeah, your deputy illustrious grandmaster for council, and he is insane enough to try to be running for. Uh, at this point, probably Grand Master of the Grand Encampment, but probably Grand Captain General for start. Um, now? For, so did, did you start that run before yes. or after what's going on? Way before. He, he had no idea. And okay. Harlan, as I point out to the other guys, and I love pointing this out, when I got when I lost my election and got knocked out of the uh, Grand Commander line, that guy right there, it's that son of a bitch. <laughs> So were you saving your right from John on purpose, or was it just a happy accident? It was a happy accident, and I wanted to make Billy Joe really happy. I got a lot of free time back. That was awesome. She appreciated it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what you're saying, John, is he f***ed you, but he took you out for dinner first. Yeah, and after. So it was kind of bookended. It worked. 
and he didn't tend to me, but he did really he did way better of a job as grand commander than I ever could have. So I could believe that. Despite not wanting to, I really like the guy a lot. So it's it's painful to have to say that sometimes, but (laughs) I think I think John, uh, the phrase somebody used is, "If I was on fire, John wouldn't pee on me to put me out right after that." No, you you were probably the one I was the least angry at. I mean, granted, that's not saying a lot because I have a lot of anger as a human being, but you know, no, it's, it's the Irish thing. I would have ran you over last. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so wasn't that a line for Commando? I'm going to kill you last. I lied. Yeah, I think it might have been. Yeah, no, it, it's a line from Commando. If John was the Hulk, he'd never turn back to himself. <laughs> John, have you ever much, considered too much rage? Have that? you ever put actual thought into going, like trying the line again? Are, are you? Have you ever gotten that drunk? Uh, no, 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 <laughs> no. I've, I've been asked to come into the bottom of the appointed line potentially, uh, for the, this coming year. And I, I, I still have to let our deputy grand commander down nicely to say, ah, no, you just did. Well, I, hopefully he doesn't listen to the show. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I got two. De- I got two past grand commanders on here with me right now. They're going to throw, and both of them love to screw you know me at any opportunity. So that'll be. I expect my phone no, to ring at any moment. Not normally, phone, John, when when someone says a curse word on the show and then they catch themselves and put something else in, and what you just did was said a non-offensive word and caught yourself and substituted an f bomb. I just well, wanted to point I mean, out. Hey, Harlan, this guy here, his name is, is John Hessel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you've met That'll have to get leaped. Uh, John, I just want to break the news to you that um, regardless of whether or not you say yes or no, we all know that the real officers list is what's published on the website. And guess who controls that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd be Sean, right? So no, I now know why the fourth and all you guys hang out because this sounds like conversations I've had with him before. Oh yeah, yeah. These three, th- these two, and the fourth. Yeah, th- those assholes are thick as thieves. So you're saying if he upsets you, you will use and abuse your power to belittle and demean him. I, I approve completely. <laughs> <laughs> That's the least John's going to do. I'm getting off easy. He knows where I'm. <laughs> I'd TP your house. I'd be a childish kind of guy and TP your house one of those days. But it's a real long way to go to get to you, John. That's fair. I mean, you know, in the exchange rates, you're not going to get a lot of TP from my house. In those, oh, the cost, of, the cost of toilet paper. Yeah, well, in, in up there, they come in those weird metric size rolls and probably with like a square thing in the middle instead of round. So, you know. And there's 20 square, grit square holes turn yeah. better. 20 grit sandpaper. Crazy. So yeah, there's a long for you, Harland, of who Brian DiMatteo is and how I how long I've known him. And so, uh, well, it's nice to meet you, brother. And... Why the hell are you showing up with him in public? Yeah, well, that was my next question, but Chuck beat me to it. <laughs> because I'm the asshole. Brian will wind up and then throw at people to be a distraction. You got to have somebody to be out there to to throw in front of you when people start charging. <laughs> John is the lamb, head of jurisprudence, whatever you want to call it. 
meat shield. <laughs> <laughs> Only guy with the authority of Templar yeah, law, a collar. Yeah, don't tell him. Head. Don't tell it. What well, you had to tell him. Thanks, Jeff. So we are. Um, we're all. So I guess why Bruce isn't here is. Uh, you know, Western Pennsylvania is about to have a repeat of 2009. Oh, just be covered in one solid united coating of ice that just is on everything. Not like snow, like you're used to, Jamie, where it's where it's, you know, it falls and then it's just straight down and and that's it. We, we get these ice storms where you'll have to look at some pictures on the Google Imagine a tree with like the whole branch just encircled 360 degrees in a, so in a of ice. Just reference something that actually happens in Western Pennsylvania. Yeah, well, that's because we're, we're we're about to live through it again, and it's heavy. And unlike snow, when it hits a power line and you know just kind of falls off because it's a power line, the ice sticks to it and then just weighs it down, and they start snapping everywhere. Yeah, um, we get that here, but because we get it so often. Our infrastructure, all of our lines are reinforced. Yeah. So they can take a lot of weight. It doesn't happen here often yeah, enough to invest in that. Like again, the exactly. last big one was 2009. That's what she said. Shut down the whole Commonwealth of Western Pennsylvania. In, well, uh, <laughs> we've had one since then, but it wasn't as bad as that one. But didn't cause yeah, much damage. We were shut down for was, weeks. People yeah. were without power for. I think my my parents didn't get their power back for almost a month. Uh, wow. And I was about to say we were without power for about six days. We, yeah. Uh, that, that, that became, that was really interesting because my son was a newborn at the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, no, he was still technically a newborn. He wasn't he was even a month, month old, he was a month old, uh, that day, the day that happened. And, uh, when we lost power, we went to my uncle's cause he still had power. And me and my boy were the only two in the house that had gone to sleep. And I got woken up to uh, Jeffrey, the house is on fire. Get out. The, the, the fairly recently having left the department firefighter and me like woke up like you just set a, you know, set the tones off, shot up out of bed, told somebody to get the kid out of the house. I mean, and then this is still coming down. And, the, the, and it's it's why I get paranoid every time we have these storms is the ice had pulled the power line down, but it didn't actually sever it. So it's it, sitting there. The, it, it melted the ice, melted the snow, and the power line, both the hot and ground wires, were sitting in a puddle, which electrified the ground line. Fun. And then the, the nearest, by the of course, by this point, wow. you know, we're hours into the storm. The nearest hotel we could find was an hour and a half out of town. Because <laughs> all the hotels were booked. Mm-hmm. And Jesus Christ. Uh, I would, thought I was somewhat ready because the power sucks here. So I've got the nice generator. And it's cool generator because it can power 5,600 watts. Mm. So, wow. And how many gallons of gas do you have in reserve? Uh, enough. I'm not going to say because the looting will start when the ice hits. Um, however, <laughs> the problem I had was running all these cords everywhere. And I thought, finally going to do this right. And, you know, so I, I have the, the interlock faceplate on my breaker box. And, and so, you know, you can back feed properly that big inlet. Yeah. But I'm missing a, a, 
I need a cable, a nice, you know, 10 gauge, 30 amp cable for the generator. So I thought I'll just go grab one of those today. <laughs> but of course, there are none at any hardware stores. No problem, though. I'm an engineer. I'll just make my own <laughs> 10 gauge cable anywhere. So I think, okay, I'll just go buy a really expensive extension cord. And I'm going to hate paying for it just to cut the ends off. Well, there's no 10 gauge extension cords anywhere in town either. So <laughs> can't you just get a pair of twenties and like twist them together? No, nah, I'm just, I'm going to, if the power goes, I'm going to do what I did before. Right. So you backfeed the furnace and, uh, or um, no, do you have, do you have a, a powerful vacuum in the house? Sacrifices power cord. No, no, there's no. What, what kind of vacuum do you use that has a 10 gauge cord? See, I, I stole a couple, but we were from ones that work when the, when the vacuum this, went, but this, they were commercial vacuums. This, they had like a hardcore, like this fucking cords. This is 12 gauge. The 10 gauge is like thicker and stiffer than this, and this is a heavy cord. Harlan, it's oh, it's I thought you said 10 amp, not gauge. I apologize. Yeah, no, 10 gauge for 30. I thought you said 10 amp, not 10 gauge. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it looks like everybody else who bought generators since the, the same platform. Uh, I'm more curious to know uh, where they got generators because, like, the ones we sell at work are on a. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, you, if you didn't buy these things this time last year, you're, you don't have them yet. Uh, well, I was overhearing a conversation among some staff while I was at uh, one of the big box stores, and apparently someone leaked that there was a truck coming in on social media. So there was a big horde of people like as the truck was backing in. Oh, wow. Uh, so there were 50-something generators that they sold in about 15 minutes. <laughs> but the manager lady was wringing her hands, and there's no returns on those generators. <laughs> <laughs> And apparently some people decided they didn't want the generator when they found out there's no returns. And so they waited all that time and then they just said, you know what? I don't, I don't need it. Uh, Cause the plan was, I guess, to use it the next couple of days, take it back. Yeah. But a lot of people, once you run gas or something, you can't return that shit. Yeah. That's, 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 as soon as you put fuel in it, it's a hard no. Like that's a, yeah. You know, like, you know, if you have a manufacturing issue, you can return it to. Well, the, that's right. You can get so, repaired. It can get. Yeah. yeah but, but I was out. No refund. Getting mine ready, you know, running the uh, starter fluid because I let it sit for too long and had to uh, balance the gasoline, all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. And in fighting with that, I finally got the generator going. And then I was testing some breakers, cut the power off to my office here. And when it came back on, I guess my cable modem really didn't like whatever I did to it. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's why I was late this evening mm. is trying to get back on the internet, which meant having to factory reset the cable modem and then reconfigure it. Oh, it was a it was a good time. <laughs> yeah, usually it's the microwave that your generators don't like. Yeah, I, I've well, I've never tried using a microwave. Uh, this, this would have been, if I had been able to get this cord would have been the first time that I wasn't running cables everywhere, right? You would just plug one in by the breaker box, flip the breakers around and then just use your house as per normal, but it's not going to be like that. So we're going to be tripping on extension cords again. So just, that must be a is that just noisy power? Is that why they wouldn't like it? Just because there's too much noise in the power? 
flux of the, the flux of the wave. Somebody mess a microwave up or what? No, draw. no microwaves are in microwaves just because it's it, it's a heavy draw on current. It's just because of the draw. Okay, I thought yeah, it might no, be just because of the. If your house had, I mean, a lot of generators can make what's referred to as dirty AC. Mm, exactly. That's... You've got a lot of jitter in the signal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you gotta, if you've got a bad generator, yeah. Mine definitely also, does. You can also buy like a little rectifier box. It plugs in between its output and your plug. It'll clean that up real clean quick. Clean some of that up, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> my generator came off of the back of a construction truck. So it I'm, was I'm, meant to run jackhammers and such, not uh Yeah, but for how long? Else. That's if it, if you've got a generator that runs your whole house, and I'm assuming it's I'm assuming it will. I mean, it's rated for for fifty six hundred watts. I can't imagine using fifty six hundred watts in my house unless I've got the dryer and the yeah, microwave and everything else on all at the same time. Um, you're. I mean, when you first turn things on, they can make a major amount of draw. Yeah, that's the big, that's the like my heat is gas, my stove is gas. So I mean, the biggest okay. draw we have on it'd be the, I guess the furnace blower. Uh, the hot water heater is electric. Turn that off. Yeah, I, I would. Mm. Um, I think that's that's basically it. Okay. I mean, the rest of it's computers, yeah, because TVs and we, stuff. yeah, because your microwave yeah, heat being gas, there's still be gas, so that's so good. Your microwave is probably eighteen hundred watts, so mm. um, the, at least eleven hundred. I would not recommend um, nah. running that if you don't have power. It's you know, in your blower, once it's they're actually on, pretty efficient. Okay. It's that it's that startup. Yeah, it's I a mean, startup it draw. It can't have that much draw. It's on a single twenty amp breaker. No, it's the initial. So it's, that's so why again, most this is this is the electrical engineer talking to a computer fire. engineer. It's when you turn something on, there's a spike and then it comes back down. So that, Especially a motor. So if you the, turn everything on at once. Everything spikes at once, and next thing you know, you're gonna blow all the breakers in your freaking on your on your generator and have to fire it up again. Yeah. So you you start you you start hitting the breakers one at a time for the things you need. So if you have a kerosene lantern for lights, probably okay. Still better than having to run a cable for every single thing I need, which is, you know, I'd much rather do that. <laughs> I, it's too bad your hot water heater gas. But. We we sell generators uh, at work, and I've always heard people talk that it basically they, depending on how like the size, like the smallest one we sell is like a sixteen kilowatt, and uh, like it's you know they'll run the refrigerator and the the furnace first, and then the lights and the rooms that they're going to be in, and then you know. Phones and computers and that kind of stuff, but well, I mean, the plus if it's time, why do you need to run your refrigerator? Put shit in the cooler instead of the outside. Yeah, if it if it's for the freezer, you just put it outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your fridge, yeah. you just put it in your garage. Maybe yeah. one of the issues we have here in in this part of the country, though, especially in ice storm season, is frequently your, your temperature doesn't during an yeah. ice storm. It's a lot warmer outside than you want your deep freeze to be. Because it'll be 32, 33 degrees Fahrenheit. And uh, that, yeah, that's not good if you've got a lot of 
a lot of beef on storage like I do, you know, like half a cow. Well, what um, you do is you let it get coated in the ice, Harlan, and then it's frozen. Yeah, or I just be responsible and have my generator ready. And the way, way this works is whenever I'm prepared for something, nothing bad happens. So I have saved all of us from this ice storm tomorrow by getting my stuff in order. Hey, so, uh, you know, I was counting on this ice storm to not have to go into work tomorrow. So so thanks a lot, no, John. <laughs> we have we have stocked up on supplies, filled the gas cans, battened down the hatches, tested the generator. We are we are ready to hunker down, and because we are ready to hunker down, it's just going to pass over with some sleet and much ado about nothing. That's okay, so as much work. as our guests are probably who live in the tundra north <laughs> are excited to hear Harlan yep. bitching about some ice. I'm sure that these two individuals who are here. Are here oh. for a reason about a subject that I've been told to keep my <laughs> mouth shut. So why are you trying to promote it? It's the because same thing. Good fodder. Having someone because else do it on your behalf, Chuck. Well, I mean, if you like, <laughs> I could talk about the general stupidity going on on Reddit right now. Which no, is Donnie, uh, take take the lead, brother. Wait, what's going on on Reddit? I don't no. know. You haven't seen the Reddit. Nothing. It's just general stupidity yeah. of posting of rings and. Oh, yeah, oh. it's just, it's all rings. It's all rings. Rings, yeah. rings, rings, rings. It was books rings. for a week and it's been rings. Yeah. Yeah, it's been rings and it's just, it's just dumb. And guys wanting to know about Masonic symbolism. Are you a Mason? Suck my. <laughs> okay. Yep. Okay. Not but are you a Mason? Are well, you a Mason? That sounds right for Reddit. Yeah. So that's about right for the level of Reddit. Wrong, yep. Yeah. It's been nothing spectacular. Oh, Widow Sons got banned in Georgia. Yeah. Yes, I did see that. Which, which is, is just book. silliness. I mean, what the uh, hell? Man? Those guys get those guys. <laughs> those guys get in trouble a lot because they like they like in certain places they do tend to hang out with one percenters too much. So as, I just as like as the fact that the I, I beat in a normal state. Yes, the widow sons in other states do stupid. I I beat Reddit on that when I shared it to our to our chat to our chat. Mm. So. Um, the Masonic book thing or other is offering a new book coming out soon so that should be good oh, um, the uh, book thing. the masonic book club is offering samuel pritchard's masonry day sected uh for pre-order hmm. so not bad yeah they're it, it, you know it's pretty good stuff i had their first book um dan brown's peacock uh, Dan Brown's lost symbol got canceled because it was garbage. So nothing. Yeah, it's there. only. Yeah, it's only okay. Yeah, that's okay. Well, to be fair, that if a Canadian is saying it's okay and he's being nice, you know what it really is. Um, but sure. <clears throat> actually, I know you know what I enjoyed a couple. I, I enjoyed the episodes that I watched in a sense, but it wasn't a great show. Yeah, but in other news, um, we can now discuss stuff that I'm going to be quiet about because I'd like to keep my membership in my state. Yeah, because you were you were specifically ordered by somebody who, two three other people on the podcast know directly that probably told you to keep the holster closed. Yep. So, oh, well, you've that, been you've been oh you're gonna have to d- elaborate on that after the show. Yeah. Yeah. No. Chuck, somebody put a muzzle on Chuck, and we need to send them a very large gift card because boy, that's a that's a rarity. We need to just soak. So in. I'm not on Masonic the muzzle. I'm not on a short leash. I am literally my my choke collar is bolted to the wall hmm. with no links. 
Meanwhile, his leather zipper mouth mask and the rubber ball gag are just within arm's reach. Um, <laughs> Which is just mean. That's mean. <laughs> and by the way, John, like it's 2022. Kink shaming is wrong. Oh, we're not kink shaming. We I'm are just, uh, celebrating I'm with you, brother. Yeah. Say hello to Svetlana for us. I'm not shaming. I'm just, you know, giving a live report for the, you know, yeah. our, our, our viewers <laughs> back at home. You know, you guys keep doing this, and I'm going to stand up and show you my no pants. Oh, no. Okay, you win. Um, Thank you. <laughs> Johnny. So, did you did uh, anybody on the Slack channel get to read? Yes. Bumps that spike. <laughs> from from, uh, from the Grand Commander of California. California. Okay, yes. yes. Yeah. So, John, I will say, that was the most eloquent go yourself I've ever read in my life. Yes, it was. <laughs> so Brian can sum it up because he read for me and I basically said, you know, TLDR, give me the Cliff Notes version. Uh, I was fighting with three other people. Um, Brian, what is the latest from Grand Encampment? Take the ball and run, you magnificent bastard. <laughs> well, you know you know that uh, we're getting ready for the special here in March, March 12th in Indianapolis. Uh, not in Indianapolis, in Fort Wayne, Fort Indiana. Wayne, yeah. It's a hotbed of, of activity. Um, and special, like orthopedic shoes special. Yeah. So the the Grand Encampment uh, obviously had their special conclave called. And Sir Knight David Studley, who is part of jurisprudence, he's also the current Grand Commander in California, is the lone dissenter from the jurisprudence committee. Um, the jurisprudence committee is, is looks like they're going to try and make a preemptive strike uh, beforehand and try and quash and roll over the special. Um, in just a, an email that I got from uh, David today, his comment was, what I fear is that the majority of jurisprudence committee, everybody except me, will report that the issues in the call are not consistent with the Constitution. Grandmaster will then find them out of order and refuse to allow debate or a vote. That's why I'm encouraging all Sir Knights in California to consider my rationale. And if they agreed, tell people how they feel before the conclave. So, hey, it's kind of funny I'm here telling people how I feel before the conclave. I mean, um, this is, it, it's really strange that Johnson is, they're doing a very narrow reading on some of the constitution that talks about what can happen at stated versus, um, what can happen at stated versus the triennial, but they're giving the grand master obviously a pretty wide, wide range in what his duties are. Um, it, it's, it's painful to see all this happening, obviously. Um, I'm, I believe in the commandery. I, I've been a member. That's the main reason I joined Masonry, is to become a Knight Templar. But what we're seeing going on nationally and internationally is just despotism in this case. And, and I love the way that he, he brought that up um, in his letter. It's it's just I, ridiculous. I think it's hilarious that the this particular body still thinks that 
<laughs> if there is foot at this event that the individual Grand Lodges are not going to tell him to go f himself. Because um, in some of the circles I run, that is becoming more and more of a thing where there is a very short leash coming out of the actual Grand Masters that they're kind of done with this. And if there is some free afoot, they're going to reach up his ass, pull out his guts, and turn him into a Muppet. <laughs> um, and that's not from my state. That is from other places, because I know people all over the place. And I'm not in the grant anything in Commandery, and until this bullshit is resolved, I never will be. But I'll say this much. I am exhausted as a man, Mason, who's been in the craft coming up on 18 years, who's not even 40, constantly having to explain to brand new brethren the f*** is going on. I learned about this whole call to conclave thing before my actual grand commander did. Because I'm under 40 for a couple more weeks. You can use social media and, uh, and properly operate technology means. I want nothing to do with it. Like, this is... Apparently especially this, this fight. This, like, I, this fight that's going on between these chodes is... It's one. It's antithesis to everything we're supposed to be about as a as a brotherhood. That's one thing Two, for sure. Um, they sure as f ever read any part of the New Testament, and <laughs> they're doing it because they can't be in CBGBs. Who cares? Mm. They just yeah. stop. But the thing is. There are guys who want to join our fraternity who, when they get through all the bullshit, satanic, ritual nonsense that's online before you get to anything, they find this stuff. Yeah. And they and, think that's what we're about. And the thing is, these old bastards fighting over this, I could have this conversation with them to their face and they would just go, well, you don't understand. And you're right, I don't. I don't understand. I don't care about all these bullshit made-up invitational titles. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's because the jurisdiction I'm in, the Grands, the 33rds, all of them don't care. Outside of, like, very specific situations where they have to care. You know, receptions. So, I, I, I don't get it. Maybe you guys from the, the Great White Tundra can explain it to me because I'm a really smart man. And this is <laughs> dumber than soup. No, I, uh, you know, the, I, Brian, Sean, and I come from a state that has more than 12 Masons in it, unlike, you know, <clears throat> Wyoming. Um, and, you know, we, we do things like math and read and, you know, can have 
electricity sent to our homes and not to shit outside. Sorry, Harlan. <laughs> Present company excluded? Um, no, included. Because yeah, It's a we Venn diagram. We don't sketch. shit outside. We have structures purpose built for that. Pipes go to the crack, damn it. Yep. <laughs> Too cold to just do that out in the open. But yeah, it's, it's beyond my capacity uh, to understand, especially, well, Brian's got the, 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 you have the neat, unique perspective of, of looking at this from a ground <coughs> or a, you know, you're looking at it from a path, path grand or a grand officer to their uh, grand line. Whereas like, I'm looking at a jurisprudence, jurisprudence. And I was always worried. I was the dumbest jurisprudence guy in the nation for commander and Boy, <laughs> I was wrong. I'm a pure <laughs> scientist. You're a savant. Oh, uh, yeah, because uh, uh, the chair of Grand Campus jurisprudence is drinking paint thinner, but... Well, well, so am I. I mean, you you get to the question, one of the big questions is, did the Grand Master have the right to remove David Cussman from office? The deputy. The deputy. The answer is, he does. As long as it is reasonable cause, right? As long as there's reasonable cause, and when related to the duty of seeing that Templar laws are observed, and in the absence of arbitrary conduct by the presiding officer, anybody His who is not out, Scott. <laughs> anybody who is out at the Southeast Department Conference, which includes California, in Las Vegas, where the Grand Master got hit by Ben Williams a few times in the truck. Um, he, he got asked over and over again, you know, so I'm not understanding if all the other grand officers were involved in this conversation and that's why you removed Cussman, why didn't you remove the rest of the officers? Exactly. And the answer was, well, I can't possibly remove all of the other officers. I, that would be silly. And somebody, I forget who it was, that asked him, so what you're saying is you arbitrarily picked the deputy. Mm -hmm. The answer was yes. <laughs> and but he, he couldn't have arbitrarily picked the deputy. It was a lot of this. Did he just say that? Did you hear that? It wasn't arbitrary. He had a reason to pick him. It wasn't even random. There were, there, he didn't like the guy. It's obvious he didn't like the guy for yeah. whatever... You know what right. I mean? Like it's it's you not even that, he didn't even eeny meeny money mo this shit because he wouldn't have so much. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't even the eeny meeny. I'll just pick that guy. It, there was a reason, uh -huh. right? You but know? with with regard to Templar law, it's arbitrary because it's not one of the four basically listed reasons a deputy grandmaster can be removed from office. Right, five if you count a trial. But yeah, so but but even that is why if you've got everybody involved in the same thing, shouldn't everybody face the same results? That's right. Exactly. It's, it's all or nothing. You know, anything else is arbitrary. It's capricious. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's one of the things that, you know, it's, it's hard being a candidate because you really want to stand out there and go, really? And you just want to line people up and slap them. Mm -hmm. Why are we doing this? But the words, the, the things that are coming out of the Grand Encampment, starting with the, the cover of the first magazine of I Do Not Forget Disloyalty. And, wow. and even this month's 
article yeah. that's in there is again it it's <coughs> it's a horrible image for our fraternity and for the order and for all of those guys that want to join I'll, I'll, yeah. <coughs> but I look, so I'm not going to condone anything that's been done or anything. But <laughs> that nice Templar magazine's been dog shit as long as I've been a Templar, and that's going on 16 years. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, we had the Grand Prelate a couple of years ago who pretty much said, You know what's wrong, Masonry? Them gays. Uh, I mean, oh we God. definitely had. I mean, there's articles in that magazine in the back that are actually worth reading. Mm -hmm. And the front section is just like, I mean, when you have well, guys, a lot of Masonic productions that way. No, bad. Uh, look, worse. look, we yeah, actually had, uh, I want to say it was like, it was not under, I was a new Templar. So this is probably 2006, seven time frame. And we had an article in this thing that literally said, we need to take up arms and reclaim the Holy Land. And I'm sitting there going, Mother we can't even do a lady proper siege to a buffet and open bar. Let I, remember her that one. I remember that one. That was, yes. uh, that was when Nick Johnson was, uh, that was about the same time he was trying to institute the uh, fitness regimen for his, for his commander. One of the big things that went out is something like, you know, somebody pointed out, like if, if we, if we start getting this political talking about retaking the Holy land, we lose our, the non, that was a grand yeah, cannon, the, 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 Nonprofit status, and they yeah. they shut up real quick. So, Look so when, again. When I have up, been a grand. I've been in grand committee sessions where the open bar and the buffet are not laid waste. So, if we can't even do that, I don't expect guys to go. You know, pack a bag and go on an escalator, and we're gonna go lay siege to Jerusalem with our made in China gold stamps. Stabby things when they have, you know, real stabby things. Real stabby things. <laughs> yeah, and tanks, but real stabby things. When that happened, and I'm almost positive that was Coon's ear or in his term. No, it was before that because I was, I, I remember reading something about that when I was brand new. I okay. remember laughing my ass. Off. I, remember, I remember when it happened. Uh, one of our past grand commanders who was coming up the line, Ray Hayward, uh, had gone to that session. Um, and he, I remember talking to him about this, and it was they brought it up in that session of we need to become soldiers and charge the Holy Land, which makes me giggle. Um, but that was the big rah rah until somebody had pointed out in Triennial that we can lose our uh, our status as a nonprofit and tax exempt status for both us and the I Foundation. And then apparently Wait, it was just crickets after that, like everybody just shut the hell right. Whereas I would have pointed out, hey. We're all old and fat. We ain't doing shit. Yeah, I, I've met. I, I'm not a. It's the, the commander is the only York right body I'm not a member of. But obviously, a lot. You know, uh, everybody else in chapter and council are. Uh, and so, you know, at their meetings, I and I look at these guys, and um, there's only two of them that I can definitively say. I think could survive in a combat situation period 
one of them is an active duty police officer. The other one is a vet who has let himself go. But I, I just he carries himself with that mentality of he um, he's still got he's still got the knowledge, whether or not he's got the, the physical prowess to you know, I, charge the Holy Land. He still knows. Let's not I, charge head first. Look, look at, at the local level, back. at my actual commandery level and my state level, I absolutely love commandery. You know, I, I'm a past commander in my commandery. Um, and, and my commandery is a big deal where I am from. <laughs> you, John. <laughs> um, you know, but, and, and I, and I love going to Grand Cayman here, but like, I don't want to deal with get. I want not like, because the thing is, I've interacted with the guys from the General Grand Chapter and the General Grand Council, and these guys are cool. Like they're they're all like they're uh, they're great. Like I've never had an issue talking to any of them over these years. Oh, uh, they got an assistant secretary that's a douchebag, but we'll we'll overlook that. Well, he's a secretary, so he's supposed to be a douchebag. That got Harlan's attention. <laughs> I'm just waiting. Yeah, I'm waiting for Sean yeah, to yeah. Mike. But, but again, like in general, like again, like you, you, I hear these stories about you know grand officers just being complete cock knockers, like, and I'm just like, I don't get the point. I don't get it. Maybe you, maybe Sean and Brian, who are past grants, explained to me, like, why are some of these guys who, for some reason, we entrust to our fraternity are such holes? And that's coming from me, who is an asshole. But Chuck, I mean, you're generally a, you're, you're, you're generally, a, um, what kind of asshole are you? A logical asshole? I'm a self aware sociopath. That's what, that's yeah, what that's yeah, what. you're a logical asshole. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. I'm a self-aware sociopath. There we go. I mean, we have we have had in Minnesota we've had a horrible reputation in commandery, especially in our grand grand commandery line. We can't get along. We can't we can't work together. We have issues. It's we're way it's, better now, but it's disgusting. But the past four years have shown a huge change, and the reason is is we put away the egos and we work together. I mean, when John and I were working together, when I was grand commander, John said, my main job is to keep you out of trouble. Now, now, a, you know, John, so think about that logic. And I listened to him about it. So maybe I'm a little insane. I'm only used to myself, but, but that was the reputation. We were able to to talk to each other and, and work it out. But you had to put away the ego and realize that you've got to work for something better than just what you are. Yeah. And it continued with Sean when Sean continued after me. It was it just continues on. And our current grand commander and the ones coming up the line, you went on commandery being the weakest York right body at the grand basis to probably being the strongest with the exception of Grand Lodge. Okay. Our, our 
we have a, pl a strategic plan that we're all working towards. We actually get along and we can have arguments now without it being destructive. Mm -hmm. And that's good. Get things done. And by having conflict, the only reason that we can have that good conflict is we trust each other now. Yeah. Because I, I know somebody who's all about um, conflict doesn't solve anything or can never be useful. And, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of the opposite. Are. Like there, there's, there's ways that conflict can, can be constructive as long as there's trust in the environment that, like you say, because if, if, if you can't have conflict, if you can't bring up an opposing idea to somebody, everybody's going to just be, it's, it's, everything's going to be too one way and you're never going to get new, well, new that's, ideas. That's why and, my and parents like Sybil is the rough and perfect after. Like that's yeah. like, especially as someone who's, more rough Ashler than perfect Ashler. <laughs> That's the majority of us, Chuck. We're but trying to get there. It also has to get to the point that, and, and this is where we face in a lot of our grand bodies, it's not just Minnesota, it's not just grand encampment, is how many times do you hear these grand officers that sit in the East say, my year. This is my year as grand commander. This is my year as grand grandmaster. Now. The only way that it works is to say it's ours, and it's it's a subtle, nuanced word change. But man, it, it changes your power. mindset too. It it gives you more power when you involve everybody, and when you plan out the year, you plan out for the next year and the one after that too, because what I start, Sean has to continue, and Joe has to finish. Because chances are you're not going to be able to get through it in a single year. Not if you're doing it right, because if you're doing it right, you can't plan for just the year that you're in. Nothing will move forward. You have to set things that are going to that that are actually going to have some longevity, that are going to make some 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 matters. Well, you know? and, and you got if, if you can't give it the foothold, it'll never go anywhere. But well, but whether this is the grand level or your actual, because again, all masonry is local. Yep, I'm thinking local. Yeah, sorry. It's, yeah. you know. You, I, you know, I'll use the term like my year as a master, my year as commander, my year as high priest, whatever. But I spend, I've been spending more of my time making sure that I can have a great year. I'd like the guys behind me to have a better year because, yep. you know, I, I and, I've been successful in some places and not so much in others, but. Well, that's like you know, one it, of the. Oh, sorry, you're so gone. Go ahead. So Sean has the power to mute us now. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. I <laughs> uh, like one of the first things I did as master of the lodge is I put. Uh, I put together a committee and with chaired by the, my, the, the senior warden and uh, stuck the junior warden on it. That literally the, the whole purpose of this committee is to plan for the next few years of what's going to happen at our lodge, especially because we're coming up on a, you know, a big anniversary. Those are rough. Just so you know, it's like, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. And, uh, you know, we, it, it's been a known thing between me and my senior warden that, that we were going to, you know, be the ones that kind of had to prep for this. 
because it was uh, the original path uh, before a uh, brother stepped out of the line was that it would happen uh, during the year that my current senior warden was supposed to be master, I think. Okay. Uh, I think it's it's either that or the year after. Is Harlan dead? No, he's you see it. No, you I'm see him move, uh, move slightly. Tables. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm still like doomsday that. prepping, y'all. I got tomorrow morning is uh, okay. I'm just I'm just making sure. I, I might be dead soon if I, uh, if I don't pay enough attention and wire this wrong. My jitsi's been acting weird for the for a while. When someone's not talking now, all I get is their gray went box with their circle until they talk. So I can't. I couldn't even tell he wasn't moving. I thought. <laughs> I, I I couldn't tell if you pull a, a a Bruce and just like. No, I was testing my theory of if if Chuck can actually detect things that aren't moving. Oh, this predatory, yeah, like lizard. Hey, Sean, <laughs> you gotcha, Chuck. You know that cheeky bastard's been waiting with his finger over the mouse for like half an hour. Just I don't know who did it or why, but someone gave me the power to mute and do whatever and kick people out. So we had that a couple weeks. Yeah, <laughs> we had that issue. Yeah, <clears throat> and, and no one's no no one's figured out how to revoke it from me. So oh, hey. uh, it's it's yeah. not a, it's not a you thing. It's it it's legitimacy setup. Because yeah. Jesse just used Skynet and just retroactively like, hey, this guy needs to shut the f up. <laughs> Actually, I, I, so are you uh, saying instead of sending the Terminator back, they sent Sean? Yes. Uh, the fourth sent me to help Chuck. <laughs> okay. uh, I've been getting pretty good at not getting myself in trouble lately. I'm. Well. Give it time. I All those that find that. that hard to believe, raise your hands. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't hold know, on, hold on. Uh... We have that feature. <laughs> I raised my hand. Oh, oh don't, don't yeah. do that. No, it. Uh, I'm getting better at it because I have to. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I thought that for about ten minutes too, Chuck, and then I just gave up on that. And I just, look, as you sure. as you told Brian that the fourth moved here. Trade you in for me. There's no accounting for taste. <laughs> That's his problem, not mine. Uh, I didn't say it was. Yeah. So what you're saying is, is James has grown accustomed to a certain class of, of acquaintance. I was going to say level of depravity. <laughs> I'm shorter and I have more hair. He's not wrong on both. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, at least you fixed your uh, where was that growing on your face? Yeah, yeah Chuck, you need you need this kind of hair, buddy. You you need to get the you need to get this going, right? Yeah, no, because no, I'm actually from mold. Western Pennsylvania, so <laughs> no, I don't need that. I put my cap on now. It looks it's awesome. I look like a real hockey player. It's it's great. <laughs> awesome is yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. It's, it's 1992 Yarmir Yager. Awesome. There you go. Yeah. I suddenly feel like I got to put my Letter Kenny hockey jersey back on for yeah, the show. Give your balls yeah. a tug. <laughs> Give your balls a tug. 
<laughs> Been lifting oh. weights, making gains, boys. Making gains. <laughs> uh, I gotta, I gotta work my cardio. I'll put it that way. You Jersey. So what's happening to to Brian's race if y'all evict the entire the Polish? Or no, he's Italian. Sorry. Yeah, that. Oh, the, no, no the, the elected race. Sorry. I thought so he's running for, for a second Grand Encampment, and then you guys go all go all northern jurisdiction. Scottish Rite style and just say, screw you, I'm doing my own thing. It's a Tony. What the f happened to him? Uh, Did you COVID. fix your shit, Tony? COVID happened to him. You got y'all heard about long COVID, right? And the brain effects and stuff. Okay. Oh, you won't reckon, you won't even notice with Tony. Yeah. Um, so, Harlan, finish your question. Are you talking about the demise of the Grand Encampment? Or are you talking yeah. about so, just the it, demise of the officers? Well, if Minnesota just decides it's not going to take part in the Grand Encampment anymore, then does, does that end Brian's election bid? No, Brian becomes the first most eminent Grand Master of the Grand uh, encampment. encampment, Priory, whatever we decide to call it, of Minnesota. Okay, so, so you're running for the state office then, not the. Ooh, he's running. No, no, okay. no, he's running I, for I, national. I am but... running for the Grand Encampment. I started for the Grand Captain General. There were four, and then, okay. uh, and then, with the removal of the deputy, everybody moved up one, and they appointed Jim McGee, who's was one of the other candidates, and that leaves three of us that are still left. So, and, uh, so Harlan, the way this would work is. Um, either the Grand Encampment continues to keep its uh, authority or all the other Grand Encampments because their Grand Lodges and Grand Chapters and Grand Councils tell them we no longer recognize Grand Encampment. You're your own thing. And instead of having the Grand Encampment, we would have a general Grand encampment like we do with chapter and council yep. which is not well, so much a, a overseeing body <clears throat> it's not a it's not a body that can make you do anything you don't want to do it's a good federation but, but it's a body that helps to promote the promote the ritual promote the right and help each other out you know where you can if the uh, commanderies decide to gather together in a confederation yeah, now I want to go back to something Sean said. So, if if Minnesota pulls recognition for the Grand Encampment, Brian would be running for the Grand. Uh, was it Inspector General? Uh, for the, the, for the most for the, eminent Grand Master of the Grand Encampment of Minnesota. So, so basically, Minnesota would have its own Grand Commandery and Grand Encampment. Yeah, why not? Okay, we we have that latitude because and. It's what's weird. the difference? Half, half of our, our uh, conversations are could, Slack so channel the cool thing, me trying to get clarification on all the titles. To be fair, it, <laughs> for most of the Grand Encampments, like about three quarters of them have this ability if they want to. Like it's it's almost like when you look at it, it's it's Grand Encampment has authority because the commandery said we we give it to you. Isn't that because most of the commanderies predate the the gecko? Uh, and that's what I'm calling it from now on because it's yeah. So, so like with Minnesota, and it, 
actually, this is odd for the first time me mentioning talking about Templar Law because I've got two guys that have been on the committee with me. Um, oh, he still is on the call. Um, with Minnesota, and Sean will correct me if I'm wrong because I know him. The way it works in Minnesota is our Grand Lodge recognizes our Grand Commandery and then by extension through us recognizes Grand Encampment. Okay. Actually, we, we looked that up today more in depth. It is together with the Grand Encampment. So is that the recognition? What's the difference between a Grand Commandery and a Grand Encampment? I, I feel like See, I, thought, I thought Grand Encampment was look, just the, the name of the How is a Scottish Grand... white guy not understanding a national body? So, <laughs> I get the national the body, but somebody was just talking about a, you could have a Grand Commandery and a Grand Encampment in your state. Well, if that's if Grand Encampment well, you can dissolve. You can, or... Right. You can create. So say we decide to break off of Grand Encampment and there's a whole bunch of Masonic and legal um, precedents that would have to kick in. But <clears throat> say we break off, right? And we're able to, and we're able to break off in the function set we're in, Grand Commandery. And we decide we want to create a nationally recognized body to represent our Grand Commandery and other Grand Commanderies if they so choose could join this confederation or federation, depending on how we decide to structure it, then you would have a, another grand encampment or whatever body you choose to term it after, grand priory, if you decide to term it after the prevailing European naming convention or um, Bob's your uncle, whatever. Which I would argue you're just regardless of the results of March might be a good idea for the commanders that signed on for the uh, call to conclave <laughs> maybe become the grand priory of the United States because I have a weird feeling that the Council of Grandmasters would more rapidly recognize that group of nine plus commanders than they would the grand encampment at this point. But uh, more than nine have signed on for this, haven't they? Right. Yes. Oh yes. I thought so because, like the the grand the commander of California's that. message made it like it implied that it had only been nine. <laughs> it's and I was, nine like, I was thinking that it, it had been well over nine. Okay. They were published. I think eleven or thirteen were published. But there's more. The problem was is that they they basically said, "Okay, we've got nine, so we're gonna we're gonna make the call uh, instead of waiting for everybody because." The threat of charging those who signed on to it with a nice poll tax is is something that's going to keep people away. And if you admit now that you've got enough to call for it, what benefit does it have to any other grand commandery to sign on? Especially because there are certain commanderies that, per our individual bylaws, cannot get together and vote on this until our grand commandery session. So, um, and, and Minnesota was one of those where we had to have a special grand conclave along with proper notice. Until Neil Armstrong, what? Come on, you got to move where we can see the whole letter, Tony. What the, what the hell, Tony? I can't returns. even see it. Uh, returns from what? The dead? He's not Jesus. <laughs> 
Someone should tell him that. Anyway. So, I mean, we had we had to call a special conclave with all the all the rigmarole and and bring everybody together for the purpose to just that have that vote to sign on to it rather than waiting. Okay. Mm, now, the when you look at the what was put out in the call to conclave, the actual order of business. Mm-hmm. There are so many ways that you can get the same result. I mean, if you can't vote on an amendment to remove the sitting, to remove a grand encampment officer, there's still the, the piece of business to have special elections, which de facto could end up in removing grand encampment officers. Hmm. Okay. So, so l- let me ask a question. And this is just me being a kind of a neurotic individual. This special conclave happens. Mm-hmm. And the result of the call fails. Mm-hmm. And from what we're seeing, um, somebody's going to be vindictive. That was good. Yeah, that was what I was getting ready to ask. What? What's going to stop now? That? So, outside of the Grand Masters telling Grand Encampment, go f- yourself, hmm. which, by the way, there is precedent for at, at, at Triennial where a particular member was under suspension and not allowed to and attended anyways. And that Grand Commandery, that Grand Lodge said, well, we no longer recognize get, which That's is pretty, pretty much the way, and the grand encampment rescinded within like. It was real minutes. quick. So, at what point does this get to the point where you have multiple grandmasters? Like, especially because this is coming from a guy who's from Wyoming. And I know he's got all the things and all the titles, but there's more cows per square mile than humans in Wyoming. <laughs> what well, happens? What happens legit when Texas, California, Pennsylvania, and New York just go? I mean, will we have a will we have a competing? You know, like like the Pope and anti Pope type situation. Uh, Grandmaster and anti-grandmaster, where they're they're both denying each other's sovereignty, and yeah, but maybe, but at that point, then it rolls to the respective grand lodges to figure out who they want to actually recognize. Um, and so, so if we run into a situation where the grandmaster and potential, like, have any of his uh, the this this uh, the the lower seats, the deputy, and all those have have any of them had anything to say about this that would be everybody in Grand Encampment is under a strict gag order. If they talk about it, even one word, they are removed. Okay. Wow. That includes their, that includes That's their fucking office ridiculous. staff. It includes their office manager, their office staff, and any of them. Holy crap! So we could end up with a situation where you have a grand line that basically says we don't recognize what you all just decided. 
or we could have a situation where the grand line basically says, no, nah, dude, yo, bye. You know, we're not backing up. Because, like, the jurisprudence committee putting out its its statement and having that one December could very easily be them trying to protect their jobs. They may they may show up to this thing and go, oh, it's going to go on and, and against it. Or not, it's not going to go in the Grandmaster's favor. So, yeah, the go have at it. Yeah, that, well, you know, our job is safe now. Well, I mean, to be fair, uh, with the exception of the Grand Commander of California, obviously, um, I don't remember the other members of that particular committee, but I can speak from experience and with speaking with a man that the uh, chair of, of Grand Encampment's uh, jurisprudence committee is not nearly smart enough to do that, and you'll be able to find them in the corner eating pocket lint uh, when it's all going on. Sorry, I, I've read I've read as illegal analyses and as a non-lawyer. Uh, I can drive buses through the holes. Uh, okay. Um, and that, I mean, admittedly, I'm an argumentative prick, but I'm really good at it. So yeah, a little bit. I think jurisprudence is going to uh, just going to continue to toe the line uh, regardless and try to back the current grandmaster through what's going on, right, wrong, or indifferent, wrong being the watchword there. Um if you look at the current jurisprudence committee, it's comprised of five people. You've got the chair is Saramakis. You've got Studley from California. Solid. Okay. Then the others are from Wyoming, Idaho, and Ohio. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. So, and two of those three states are directly involved because it's their, the grandmasters that have come from their respective states that started this problem 12 years ago and continue it now. Um, and it was the grand commander of Ohio that somehow passed this attempt at throwing a last minute resolution into this call to conclave of the commanders that called it. Now I have to pay for it. Mm. The problem is with a special conclave is once that's voted on of what you're going to meet about, you can't bring other things to the floor you can amend what's coming to the floor and what was voted on, but as far as like throwing this in at the last minute, completely irregular and illegal. So is this is the now because I read the, the something that it this call the conclave is being is being held at what would an already scheduled area meeting is that yeah. yep so it was going to happen anyway yep. Okay. The meeting was, but they well, weren't yeah. expecting for the whole country to fly into it. Yeah, okay. But the Man. if you look at it from the standpoint of you don't when they were talking about the cost for a triennial, a special conclave, they were talking about it based on a triennial, which has a number of state dinners, which has receptions. It's a week long. This is a day. This is half a day. So you know. And and your your grand encampment officers are already going to be there because they're going to every single one of these anyway because of all the problems that have been had. So they're already there. They're not paying for food or anything. There are no receptions. They're very going to be doubtfully going to be a lot of parties going on. Mm. Um, the respective commanders of that yeah, tensions are going to be high. Yeah. Are already going to be there? Yep. And then everybody else is on their own dime. Yeah, because like I saw the the uh, grandmaster, 
Grand Commander of California's message was, you know, his his guys, you know, his line is going to be there, and they, they stated at their own cost. Um, they're not grand, they're not on the grand body, but I do know a couple of guys from here that have talked about carpooling together and attending it. And they, I, I, I'm under the impression that they that the, that there will be several representatives from our grand body there. So, no matter what think, happens, no matter what happens at this, it is the most important Templar meeting that any of us are going to see in our lives, without a doubt. I'm not going to lie. It's going to decide a lot, isn't it? Recognitions and and, well, and then it's going to set a precedent, right? Or it's going to be very telling of which way things are going to roll. Well, um, it's going to set a precedent of actually, if you act like a child, you're going to get away with it. Like that, that's what it looks like from my point of view. Well, on top of that, is not knowing most of the information and everything, but you know, yeah, yeah. The Grand Canyon can make whatever decision they want if the the Congress and Grand National of America don't like don't like certain aspects of it. The Grand Canyon is dead. Yeah, yeah. Like it's that. Like that is the funny thing that people forget. Like. Especially all these conspiracy guys, like oh, the thirty thirds, all this, the, the nice temple. Like, no. If the Grand Lodge of your state goes, that's not a thing anymore. You're your own thing again. Okay, cool. Yeah. At the local level, doesn't affect us. Yep. Hey, maybe in Night Temple, we don't have to dress so stupid anymore. <laughs> no, no, you don't dress oh. stupid. It's stylish. No, it's not. No. Don't you ever refer to the Chippo as stylish. Ever. <laughs> I, I, hate I mean, our, 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 our post for tonight's show on Facebook talks about fu uh, fuzzy-headed madness. So Yeah, no, it's, it's not wrong. Look, the bottom line is the Grand Encampment can pretend they're the head of the Bjork right all they want. Outside of the Blue Lodge, the most powerful person in your state for York right is your Grand High Priest. Because he's the gateway into the other two. And even okay. in states where you don't have to be in council to be in commandery, like Pennsylvania, the Grand oh. High Priest can say, no. Thanks, Chuck. Love you, brother. Yeah, hey, it's it, it is true. <laughs> you look like you're a character from Bloodborne. You got a hat like Jamie's oh, haircut. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, hey Jamie, your flow. <laughs> oh, look at that! At least my flow is real, baby. My the flow is real. Minnesota. Because the Congress of Grand Master of North America would be like, well, we're, we're, we're going to ignore the Grand Encampment. Like that one but if the Grand Chapters for the States go, you're your own Grand Commandery, or you're not right. We, we, you can't be it. We will not let our guys go through to you. It's over. And that's always been the case. Yeah. So, I. The, well, the, I, I'll say that this guy being just a tool. Well, the, the and that's about what it sounds master, like. 
the current grandmaster of Grand Encampment is also a past grandmaster of his state, Blue Lodge, too, if I remember correctly. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Well, so that kind of instills the whole. I think he's confusing his lines of authority because of the seats he sat in. That's yeah, and he's also a member of a state that's got like you know five people. Oh yeah, I mean. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's probably the only state where you have to constantly cycle like this through the Grand Line. Um, and I like Wyoming, but I don't like who they're sending to the national bodies. Well, so I'm also going to point out that maybe we need to get away from a Grand Encampment where guys are buying cars and trips for people to be elected. So what oh, you're wait, saying, can I see the quieter part out loud again? So what you're saying is that Federalist systems always end up the same way. No, I'm just and saying that, Wyoming, that shouldn't be, potentially... Wyoming shouldn't be a thing or a place. No, have people. Harlan, yeah, you're right. Your solution to that, then, is this alternative opt-in version that you could stand <laughs> in place that has if limited cows outnumber your civilians, you should not be a I'm place. I'm not talking about Wyoming. He's not talking about Wyoming. He's Somebody talking about national versus state. Somebody yeah. put a coin in the Libertarian's jukebox. Yeah, exactly. Yep. What he's doing. Here it goes. By the way, Harlan, I heard you get mad at cryptocurrency and anarchy last week on the pod you just posted while also defending, you know, the Klan and the Nazis. So I really wish you would stop saying that. I am not going to do he that. Was, he was. So the fact that you do is why it keeps going. Yes, exactly. I went on a crypto rant because I am a liberty-minded individual. Liberty requires a society that harshly punishes people who f defraud their citizens. It's a defraud. No that people are free to just lie to your face and take your money. Yeah, that's called what happens right? so every time you buy an NFT. Wait a minute. What is Tony posting? Hey, by the way, Harley, Yellowstone, Yellowstone, Yellowstone is in Wyoming. Wyoming. It's in is many that places, to actually. encourage it's a in... super caldera to explode? <sighs> Tony, is that what you're getting at? Tony's not speaking. I don't know. What... I don't think he's, Tony's his, Well, his, he, he's got a broken man boob. Walk Did you go to the speak. hospital yet, Tony? Bob Camel of Camel Towing? Oh, good. Bob Camel of Camel Towing. Right. I like Camel Towing. Have a microphone. Go fix your boob, Joan. Go fix your boob. Go fix this your is an tent. audio podcast. Nobody yeah. who gets this show is going to be able to see your socks. Right no, now, the only person that's going to see that is Jason Livingston, our one live watcher. Say goodnight. Oh, I said maybe his whole name, but uh, hey. Yeah, no, this is a. It'll be fun to see what happens on the second Saturday of March. I'll be there with. Well, uh, so. Incidentally, um, for those of you in the Western Pennsylvania area, uh, the week before that is the uh, the Scottish Rite reunion here. So if you want to uh, just forsake all of that brouhaha and it is come hang out with us, uh, we will we will be happy to entertain you. Yes. And, and to our poor listeners, after this happens, I can actually stop hopefully talking about commander stuff for a while, and we can actually go back to talking about the Scottish Rite, why the Southern states are completely crazy. Um, Except for Georgia, I kind of get the whole, you know, the widow's sons thing, but you know, and other griping and bitching. But yeah, but Brian is a guy who's who's running, and sorry, Harlan, I'm I'm Shanghai the ball on you, but as a guy who's running to fix this busted ass outfit, 
what do you have for for us in closing or or what what hope can you shed on us for mere mortals <laughs> well, yeah bend over I, I i wish that i i had something that was inspiring but what what's the movie I, i'd say something inspiring but that's not us uh you know when i look yeah. at when i look at the grand encampment it is it needs an overhaul it it desperately needs it our law hasn't been revised substantially in a hundred years our our the constitution's a nightmare to read sorry yep it is but we're constantly having infighting we can't work together we can't do things for the good of the knights that are out there and in our charities and something's got to be done about it the the current the current state that we're in all comes from somebody being overly grabby about power and what i want to see back is is a return to you know chivalry it's doing the right thing at the right time in the right place every single time not when it's easy not when it's simple but when it's hardest yeah. you look at what what the deputy wrote in his letter to the social order of the Bosiant when he was invited to give their keynote i'll i'll put that out there the deputy that was removed was invited to give the keynote speech at the social order of the Bosiant's 100th anniversary and the entire topic that he went through was integrity yeah that, that means that, something that that, that 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 tells you something right and yeah this is something that we've lost sight of as an organization not as men but as an organization yeah, you, yeah. you you talk about you know the, the, all this infighting and the the thing that keeps harkening back to my mind every time i hear it is you know apparently all these guys are kind of forgetting their origin they're forgetting blue lodge because there's you know the key there, there's a, there's an important part in the blue lodge about you know who can best work and best agree mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's like that's some you know some of these guys have I mean based on what I'm hearing have clearly forgotten that lesson. Yeah, yeah and, like, and I'm not saying everybody's got to be best buddies and walk around arm in arm singing kumbaya. Yeah, but we've at least got to get we've got to be able to work together and realize that there's something more important than what the bigger I, picture of it, right? Yeah, well, there's a bigger said, picture of the, it, it. It's really hard to forget the bigger picture when. Most of these guys who are in the Grand Encampment, the amount of money they throw around to get elected mm -hmm. is appalling. And, and, and that's not, it's, it's and, not and worth is, it. And this is why I am always going to fight against anyone who thinks that we should have a national Masonic anything in this country because. It's oh my god! There's a there's an individual from a city up not far from me. The who's never been elected. The amount of money he spends every three years is. This is just to try to get elected. But, it, right. but if money we're, chose we're talking group, millions of dollars. Group. There are guys to get elected to Grand Encampment who literally throw around millions of dollars. Yeah, and if it's a guy I'm thinking of that Chuck's talking about, he should use that money to go back through law school so he can learn how to make legal decisions based on Templar law. 
see, you know, you. But and, you're you're absolutely right. The the amount that people throw at campaigns for this for this body is is outrageous in some cases, and that's that's something that when I took on this run, I knew it's not going to be cheap. I mean, when you look at there's to really do a good campaign job, you've got to have all of the department conferences plus all of your department plus the five biggest commanders. That's 28 weekends in a year. And you gotta yeah, but are you buying guys cars and paying for vacations and doing all that stuff? Because by the way, no, because he's that's a thing. Brian, I'm coming to your defense and because damn it. Brian wouldn't do that because he has ethics and morals and responsibility and understands the And that's fair enough. And that could be part of why this particular guy you're talking about, I mean, do you think that might have something to do with why he's not made it yet? Yeah, because he's a he's a shitbag. Yeah. But you look at the other two, the other two candidates that are running. One is from New Jersey and hasn't really been out on the campaign trail. The other is Hart, Art Hebler, who's the yep. past grand prelate. The three of us got together on the first the first department conference. And as we, we were talking about it. We don't want to buy the election. None of us are rich. None of us ha are independently wealthy. None of us have a sugar mama like Sean does, where, <laughs> where we can re retire at this age. Amen, baby. <laughs> if I could find one, man, I'd take one. Who wouldn't? But you know what? Yeah. If this is, I've, I've got my wife's permission to spend some money doing this. I haven't done a lot of travel in my life. I don't spend a lot of things. I've gotten rid of most of my vices. The only vice I guess is tilting at windmills sometimes. But you know, it shouldn't have to be a money sink. I, why? If if I'm going to spend money, I want to spend money, you know, buying people lunch and talking to them. Yeah. If I bring a if I bring a bottle of if I bring a bottle of scotch to the to the hospitality room, the what's the biggest thing that I've heard? If you heard about Demario, he always brings a bottle, but he never drinks. Oh, red. Yep. You know, it's it, it's not about buying it. It's I've I've got a vision of what I'd love to see the brand encampment go back to, what I'd like to see our order go back to. And it's it all goes back to the you know, being a kid. And you see the knights, and what do they do? They come to the they come to the rescue of those who need it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, Tony, you're not wrong. He does look a little bit like Red Green. Yeah. There you go. I've got Again, Tony, no, Nobody can see this. <laughs> this. Tony is both the reason we should and the reason we shouldn't. Harlan, actually, actively release the video show. Yeah. Harlan, good night. Hey, yeah. hey, 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 Chuck. Johnny. There we go. Did you Thanks. have? Uh, did you have any? Since you brought our special guest this evening, and I apologize, brother, for my my lack of contribution. Not just because I'm manufacturing cables over here, but because I'm not a York <laughs> right Mason at all. So because he's Scottish, right? And likes to I I tend to clam up during these conversations because I just I don't know what to add other than you know come join the right right. Well, I the one thing <laughs> I would add the one thing I would add. Uh, I hope. 
people that listen actually take this to heart because it's one of the few times I'm actually going to be like pretty dead on serious is the fact that when I was coming up in the Grand Commander line and made it almost to deputy and I lost my election. And as I pointed out earlier, I lost my election to Brian. And I was a little sore about it because if you've ever listened to some of the old podcasts, <laughs> I was kind of pissed off at the guy that was just ahead of Brian in line. Yeah. Um, like, really. And then Brian got sucked up in the jet wash of that. But the fact of the matter was I lost, and it was probably the best thing to happen to Grand Commander because Brian was a better Grand Commander than I – Brian would have done a better job sleeping than I would have awake for the whole time um, because he was – he does what he says. There's no two ways about it. There's no bullshit about it. And the fact that, like, I knew Brian when he came in as a knight. I knew as he, as he was coming up uh, through his local commandery and then as an appointed officer in Grand Commandery. Um, he speaks, he does what he speaks and he means what he says. And he does it. Um, and as a guy that got my ass kicked in an election by Brian, there's no guy I would back sooner, faster, or without the drop of a hat or any question than Brian, bar none. Um, and there's guys that are running that I like. I mean, I, I've met Art Healer uh, as a state-level prelate to the prelate and the grand prelate of Grand Encampment because I served during his term of that. You know, I like the guy. Uh, there's a couple of the other guys I like. Brian's the guy. Brian is the guy. Because uh, all around, he's the guy that's going to do what's the best for the order, not what's best for him, unlike our current Grandmaster, the Rhinestone Cowboy. <laughs> so, yeah. it's... Um, yes, and Brian, I'm going to sing that as I walk into Grand, to Grand Encampment's meeting, because I don't have a vote, and nobody... I don't matter, so I'm just going to be hanging out in the back with one of these in my hand, singing that tune. As loud as makes me wish I could be there, <laughs> but I no, um, yeah, <clears throat> there's guys that want to fix it, there's guys that can fix it, there's guys that are both, and the one that's both is sitting on the call right now. That's bar none. So there you go, Brian. Hopefully, hopefully you can download that recording and use it against me later because I don't think I'll, I'm not going to say that shit twice. I yeah. put it on the Minnesota website already. You <laughs> <laughs> made right. references to this podcast in an official venue. That's, oh, no. oh, That's brave. We've yeah. got grandmasters that listen to it up here from my understanding. Yeah. Well, we do too. Uh, well, especially uh, one in particular, our, our late past grand has been. Really yeah. wish you would have got to meet him, Johnny. Oh, he's <laughs> a great character. Guy. Uh yeah. And uh I just hope Tony's a fan of the podcast, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that Tony knows what a podcast is other than some Joe Rogan no, guy right. stirred up some controversy. Our, our deputy grandmaster is a guy, Joe guy. Rogan. Also our SGIG and a guy who carries a lot of water. So thankfully he entertains me or just doesn't worry about me. So well, we are um, we are sort of what's the word they used here I in our grand lodge? Trailblazing. That's that's it. Um, so <laughs> there's an attitude here of while they might not approve of the way we do things, there, there's no denying that this show has a a tangible effect on our brethren that 
they do like, so we get to keep doing what we're doing. I mean, to be fair, the only difference between from Western Pennsylvania and bridge burning is which way you accidentally flick the match. So, yeah, that's true. Okay, well, if there's nothing else, then we will uh, bring episode. Oh, there is. Hold on. Uh oh. I, I don't know. Canadian I just got a, the Canadian correspondent has to talk about Canada and the truckers just yep. for just a moment. Okay. Okay. So, so here it is. Yeah, the Freedom Rally, the Freedom Convoy. It, it, it's it's upset me. You As a Canadian, the, it's upset me. Swastikas and all that stuff flying. No, they're hanging. They're hanging our flag upside down. They're <laughs> hanging our flag upside down, and these people I think didn't... that. You can tell that I, I can't. I can't believe. I can't. Oh, shut up! I, you can tell. <laughs> Come I on. Beat me to it, John. Canadians. There's a, wait. There's a right side up. There yeah, is. the middle spirit falls out. I know when the leaf falls down, it flutters like this, but the flag is way up. Can, but and Canadians it don't me. do the flag fetish thing. I thought that was just. Uh, like, I do. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm one of the few. Maybe I'm one of the few. But if you and, and I think if you talk to anybody that's been in the service in our country, you don't put the flag upside down. No, 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 no. What you I don't. mean is, is that the protesters carrying flags seems unusual. I thought that was just like an American thing where we have yeah. flags hanging from all the buildings, like it's a screenshot of 1940s Germany, and, and it, it's you guys don't do that. Like they're all out there waving flags and stuff. They are. They're waving flags. Wow. And some of them, hey, listen to this now. Some of them have Confederate flags and are saying the South will rise again. Oh, please <laughs> so, tell me you're so, I am not joking. I am not joking. He's not I joking. am not joking. <laughs> I am not. I am not. Cat, get down. There must be the so, guys from Minneapolis that stuck across the border. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. But now, but here's the other thing. Now, these are Canadian protesters. So, Number one, I have one big problem is, I mean, I'm wearing a shirt right now that says Every Child Matters. And one thing that bugs me is that the same as, same as anywhere, when certain groups do a proper protest, they still get taken down by the police and so on and so forth. I am not for, not, I'm not, these, these guys are protesting vaccination mandates. Get vaccinated. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm, I'm a, wait, I must, Everything I'm about to say is my opinion and my opinion only. It does not reflect upon any other co-host of the After Lunch podcast or the After Lunch podcast in general. Thank you very much. And if it doesn't, get vaccinated. All of us combined. Well, I'd say, except the bad part is it probably does reflect most of our opinions. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But but I mean, really, if you, in the long and the short of it, they're 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 that's what they're there for. Uh-oh, now they're being note. they're they're not doing anything to affect the people that they're supposed to affect. They got trucks down there with the horns going all the time. There's people that work in the area that are going home. Their nerves frayed completely because all they can hear is truck horns the whole time. Now, they're also Canadian protesters, so they are shoveling the sidewalks, uh, feeding the homeless, and doing other stuff like that while they're there. They're not – I mean, again, we're not saying – That's had why people. you have a broken tit, Tony. No, Tony. That's why you have a broken tit. That's exactly it, Tony. We're not, so, we're not doing that. <laughs> so, like – it it, it it maddens me. It maddens me. It maddens me. Because one thing about my country that I always thought about my country is that we had a pretty damn good um, feeling of a large tribe mentality. Like it was yeah. everybody, not not just small groups, not just your little community. We had a large tribe mentality, which meant you actually gave up about everybody across the country, not just the people in your home and not just your neighbors excuse me I'm, I'm getting upset so even like, i've had thought that that's the way you all felt i think that's the way i thought that's the way we are 
You know what I mean? And, and I see this and I see this happening and you're talking 20%. It's not a huge percent, but it's a loud damn percent that mm-hmm. won't shut their mouth. And when, when does the, when does the rest of the 80% of us actually stand up and say, you know, off, we're trying. And now these assholes are down there and they're not all assholes. They're not bad people. Again, they're not bad people. I don't like to call people bad people, but they're not using critical thinking. They're not, they're not, they're, you, you, you trust people. You, you tell me the doctors you can't take a vaccine from, but, but you'll trust them to cure you of cancer. You'll trust them for all these other things. And, and it, we, we take medications all the time that we have side effects and bullshit. And the, I said to my wife the other day too, if you were standing in front of a ditch with flowing water going through it and there's a dog there stuck and there's a 100% chance if you don't help that dog, that dog dies. There's a 20% chance if you get in that water to save that dog, you both die and there's an 80% chance you all make it out fine. You're going to go in and get the dog, right? I am. You are. Most of us are. So the reality of it is there's less than a 2% chance taking this vaccination is going to harm you. There is a very much larger chance, I forget what it is, that it's going to keep you safer when you do get sick so that you aren't going to die. It also means that you are less contagious and you're not going to give it to somebody else when you are sick or there's a less chance of it. All those things seem like a good thing to me. And the minor 1-2% to chance is going to be a problem. It's a lot less chance you're going to die going after that dog. You'll jump in after that dog every time. F*** you assholes. F*** you. That is the I don't rant that much, but I'm oh, ranting. I didn't I'm know like, Canadians uh, could get that Canada mad. Its, I am. I'm. I'm impressed. I'm. I'm kind of proud of you. That's Canada had its January sixth moment. I guess. No. Nice. Well, they're still shoveling sidewalks and feeding homeless people, so they're still Canadian protesters. But that's not the point. Oh, okay. So good. Good old fashioned uh, maple leaf hippies. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, they're not. Again, they're not bad people, but they're not thinking. They're really not thinking. Yeah. I don't envy you guys for your trucker protest up there, but I know no, it's, it's angry because it's slowing down your pot deliveries because you guys get that shit delivered by mail up there. Uh, <laughs> but it doesn't it doesn't ever come across the border. That's the these guys are the guys that travel between Canada and US. They're not they're not even inter Canadian. They're Most not they're, real they're Canadian. Canadian truckers, right? That are pissed off because they because Canada is requiring them to get vaccinated if they go between us and Canada. So right. basically, but, they're they're basically saying, um, you know, that's that's Canada saying Americans are stupid. They're not going to keep you safe, so keep yourself safe. But the other part of that, Jeff, <laughs> um, is that you, as the United States, already have the mandate in place that we can't go over into their into your country if we're not vaccinated. So the so the Canadian one that came into place in February is a mute f- point because you guys already had it in place in the first place. Yeah. It doesn't even change anything. Even if we dropped it completely ourselves, ourselves, our own rules, it doesn't change anything because you guys aren't. And there's not truckers in your country that are down there supporting us and telling your president to take that shit away. And again, it that's a federal one, so that's a federal one. But there's still individual mandates that are province by province that the federal government has nothing to do with. And these people are trying to protest those in Ottawa at the federal government. You should be at your provincial government protesting if you want to protest it jamie's just saying if you don't like it then get your ass back across the southern border where you came from (laughs) harlan (laughs) the truth hurts (laughs) build a wall jamie build a wall damn it i'll make you pay for it (laughs) yes and make us pay for it i mean we're already we're already gonna be paying for the first one (laughs) 
Oh, that's bad. All right. To be fair, we just got to line the border with moose. <laughs> moose with flying squirrel launchers on their spine. No, they clear, they the, the, I'm pretty sure the, the path of geese. trees that they keep clear is wide enough a moose can fit. So, Almost. Almost. <laughs> it's like only 20 yards wide. So. Oh, okay. Okay. But isn't the Canadian border more like a suggested speed limit? No, it's it exists. You're still going from your country to my country. There's That's like, like asking two towns uh, north that it really is. But I mean, you're. I mean, Minnesota's got a chunk of real estate that's actually in Canada, but belongs to to us. So I mean, we're we're a little biased. I thought it was in your country. I thought it was across the border. But the only way to get there was to drive through us for to go Canada. back in. Oh, that—that yeah, yeah. that is that that Washington has one of those too, don't they? Yep, yep. yep. Minnesota is most is like definitively well into Canada, isn't it? Ours is pretty well. Like, if it's winter, you can drive over the lake if you're crazy enough to, and you can actually like do it that way. The poor people in in, in Washington—that's that's ocean. I mean, yeah. that, that doesn't freeze, so they're yeah, they're screwed. So the, the, there's there's no building a bridge like we did here to get our poor island to the mainland. No, not on either one of them. <laughs> so, you know, because I, I got bored for a couple of shows ago. Um, you all, you don't have, it's a bridge on one end and it's and a ferry on the other. Yeah, we got a bridge. Points. Okay. Yeah. Bridge down near my end where we're close to the mainland and then a ferry at the other end. Okay. And the bridge that we have down at this end, is, as I've mentioned before, and I'll broken record it because it's one of the few things we have, is the longest span bridge over ice-covered waters in the world. Yeah, it's, it's just lanes, about eight mi miles long and it looks like death. Yeah. But, like, you can see it from almost anywhere on the island. It's pretty neat. Well, I imagine you can see most everything from most anywhere you're at on the island because it's PEI. It's small, boy. It's small. Where he's too. You're no Connecticut. I mean, I wish Chuck was here so I could make fun of him. But I mean, oh yeah, Chuck has disappeared, isn't he? I just know that's he why things sounded that way. He was it trying was. to. Uh, he was trying to to pull the shepherd's crook on us and and cut this off, and then that's why I muted him. <laughs> he, he just, uh, I guess, he had somewhere to be. Well, uh, he, well, I had he, to get my rant in, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to intrude in any of the actual Masonic stuff, but I had to get my rant in. Boy, that's he, he dropped right real quick when you made the this this your opinion doesn't reflect anybody else, and he went oh, bye. <sighs> I think he may have been trying to protect his opinion, <laughs> despite the well, fact that I'm yeah. fairly certain he's got the same relative opinion. Oh, he does, and he'll tell you it's his opinion. That's yeah, like, but Brian, John, thank you for coming on the show, Harlan. Harpoon this thing. <laughs> Yeah. yeah so sorry we ruined your chances at the uh, at uh, the Gecked office, Brian. But I mean, <laughs> if John, if Johnny didn't tell you how you managed to beat him, we're we're, we're, we're probably to blame for that. <laughs> no, you've met me. I'm I'm my own I'm my own cause. Yeah, yes, but we we gave you a sounding board and released well, you to I mean... the nation, where we have tens of listeners. Tens. And then more than ten, and three in Australia, <laughs> two of which apparently really like me in a very uncomfortable way. And life well, looks the, none the in Arkansas. Six of us and Jason's mom and uh, yeah. Grand Sensor Bob. 
I haven't looked at the metrics. Do we still have the uh, the listener in Iran? You know, since we moved to Fireside, I don't get that kind of geographic reporting without paying them a bunch extra every month. So I don't know. Uh, we used to be on Libsyn, and we got that, you know, with the cost of admission. But Fire, our current host, you have to go to the the pro tier. Well, I mean, and, and calling us pro anything is hard for me to put money behind. To be fair, and that's just the downloads from the website, right? That doesn't include like Google, like podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all that jazz. I mean, to be right. fair, if we have a listener in Iran, he'd be easy to spot in a crowd because he's a Freemason in Iran and then listens to this podcast on top of that. So look for the dude with the most colossal set of knackers running around Tehran. And I'm betting that's the dude. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, good. Yeah, down there, we're not pretty, uh, we're not Are, very acceptable. Uh, have you all started recording yet? Uh-huh. I'm looking at our metrics right now. We... Hi, Tony. Miss you, Tony. You finally... Y'all were talking. I didn't know if y'all started recording yet. I was going to jump uh, in. Brian, uh, this is this is the Reverend Chaplain of the After Lodge Lodge. He's also running for a very prestigious office. So we have a listener in Qatar. Except he ten and. He, has to deal with regular voters and and not just Mason types. So right. So good and bad. Yeah. Is our live streaming stopped? No. I jumped on. Did you all talk about the pasture that was burning and gonna hang us all or whatever? KKK. Did y'all see that? We have ninety six listeners in China. Must be from the embassy. (laughs) All right. We'll say I save that for next week. Uh, all right all right yeah. well thanks brothers uh for joining us thank you brother brian for joining us as well and and hopefully this works out well for you um good luck with all that welcome to come back and visit us don't be one of our usual guest types who we hang up and never hear from them again uh this is a wrap for episode 294 of the after lodge podcast you can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode at www.afterlodge.com. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at After Lodge. Shoot us an email at afterlodge at gmail.com. Hang out with Jamie and sometimes Jeff on IRC at irc.snoonet.org, pound sign Freemasonry. Uh, you can find Chuck as the king of no pants on Reddit. As always, there's still the special grand prize for whoever can identify Bruce on the Reddit. And uh, for the rest of us, well, you just got to find us. So until next week, brothers, stay safe, stay warm. Hopefully the ice misses most of you, and we will see you next week. Keep your stick on the ice. Slunge it. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Keep your balls a tug.